right, and welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me tonight is Luke Tatum of Culture of Peace Podcast. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. Well, I'm doing okay. Uh, nearly forgot about this interview <laughs> until about five <laughs> minutes ago, and then my little... Uh, my brain, a.k.a. my phone, binged and let me know that I, I had something going. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I had to kind of scramble to get everything connected and turned on. And then you sent me the message and was like, yeah, ready to go when you are. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, no problem. I'm ready. <laughs> so um, so uh, tell my listeners about the uh, Culture of Peace podcast for those well, that sure. may not know. Yeah, so Culture of Peace is a podcast that started about a year and a half ago and you know not that there's a shortage of libertarian podcasts in the world but it's a libertarian podcast it's an interview show and i'm really trying to focus on bringing people on the program that are doing something good because i know there's a lot of negative stuff out there it's very easy to watch the news or listen to even some other podcasts and get very demoralized about kind of the state of things right it often seems like the culture is moving in a in a sour direction. So I said, well, let's make a podcast about, you know, moving in the right direction and focus on things that are getting us there. So I've had some really cool people on. And, you know, it's a bi-weekly show, so I don't get them out too frequently. But I like to think that each episode is worth listening to. So there's my short pitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, the elevator pitch, as it were. So if right. you're not currently subscribed, folks, go out there and uh, subscribe to the show. These, uh, Like you said, it's a uh, kind of a step in a different direction from some libertarian podcast. I know I'm kind of guilty of it myself. I'll kind of focus on some negative headlines sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, we do have to kind of break that cycle of, you know, meeting the negativity with more negativity. And it's uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely something that we all have to work on, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really you know, sometimes we still have some negative stuff to say, right? And so it's not its not as though we can just pretend that the negatives aren't there, but I guess my focus is to give people an action step and to give people something that they can go and do to either further their knowledge or, or you know, learn more about what they can do in their own lives, um, whether that's a psychology thing or whether it's a book to read or or you know, another podcast to listen to, whatever that happens to be. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, and it's kind of goes into the name of the, uh, the podcast, you know, culture of peace. You're trying to change the culture of, you know, decidedly not peaceful uh, as we have it now and uh, changing it around to where, you know, people can just live uh, it with voluntary association with one another, which is kind of what we're all advocating for. Right. Yeah, sure. So you don't want it to, well, <laughs> I guess let me back up. So the the culture as it is, is, yeah, we're always at war with everything, right? The, the news media is certainly perpetuating that, but people have imbibed this sort of way of looking at the world and it's somewhat infectious. You know, you, you tend to bring other people down by talking about all this terrible stuff and I, maybe that's human nature, but, you know, there's a disaster, natural disaster maybe, and you spread that around. You're talking about how terrible it is, and whether you do something about that or not I think is the key, right? So are you just talking about negative things to talk about them and to make everyone's day worse, or are you going to share some way to to make an improvement? Like 
you know, if you have a, a natural disaster, are you sending aid? Are you donating funds? Are you going down there yourself? Or is it just, you know, the talk of the day? Like, what's the daily outrage? What's the daily tragedy? Right. Um, and that's, that's kind of a trap that people fall into. Yeah. And um, the the outrage that everyone gets engaged in, I guess, is um, a lot of times uh, when I look at it, it's uh, almost false. You know, it's like, are you really upset about this one thing that's happening right now? Or is it just a means of, you know, waving the bloody shirt around to get <laughs> other people just as outraged as you are? And, you know, out come the crocodile tears and the... Uh, you know, the uh, the red MAGA hat's probably a good example of that, where we got people saying that they don't feel safe around somebody who wears a red hat. You know, as silly as that sounds, it's kind of speaks to what that what the underlying issue is. It's we've built up this boogeyman that wears a red hat. You know, <laughs> you know, on, every time I see these videos of it, I was like, man, what? You know, why are you? <laughs> it's just a, a red hat. You know, I, I have a, a red Nebraska hat and I've had people run up from behind to see what was on the front of it. You know, only to see a big white N on there. And they're like, oh, and it was like, oh, yeah, it's not what you thought it was, was it? <laughs> it's not something that warrants physical assault all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. That's that. And I've never seen it get this crazy before. I mean, even, you know, during uh, George W. Bush and Barack Obama's time and everything, it, I don't I don't think it was ever as polarized as it is today. Sure. It, it's only continuing in that direction. And I don't think that the 2020 election is going to help. But, yeah. um, you know, the way I look at it is if the economy tanks, then some Democrat, whoever the nominee is, is going to win. And if the economy doesn't tank, then Donald Trump can easily hold his own in any debate. So I think he pretty much clearly wins in a in a one on one showdown with anybody. Right. Uh, that's currently running. But, you know, who knows how that's all going to pan out? Certainly the economy is on shaky footing these days. But whether you get Trump or you get a Democrat, it's just going to be more of the same. You know, it's it's the ever droning procession of bad policies and, you know, economic fallacies and just all of this horrible stuff. And it it's you know, these kinds of things, whenever you're stealing from people, you're literally stealing from people and giving the money to other people and then setting some aside to pay cronies. Like it, it by its nature, by its very nature, it has to divide people. You right. know, there's nothing that promotes unity about that. Whether you give speeches that say that or not, the fact is you're stealing and, you know, <laughs> buying votes with the money. So, you know, Andrew Yang certainly couldn't be more transparent about that. But yeah, at least I'll give him the fact that he's kind of open and honest that he is trying to bribe you. You know, right. <laughs> He's not going to use the bribery word, but I mean, we all look at it. It's like you're trying to buy a vote for a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's yeah. His slogan is basically um, I'm stealing. I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> it, and it's it's good for a laugh, but so many people are not laughing and that's just so terrifying. Yeah. All the, uh, the gang gang out there, I guess, uh, kind of taking it serious and, and who knows, maybe the pink hats will be the one that we'll have to get, uh, un irrational fear over. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's just going to be crazy. It's, um, you know, it, 
history may not repeat itself, but it often rhymes. And so what I'm kind of seeing right now is a, a setup of Herbert Hoover versus FDR. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, where Hoover was kind of blamed for the economy going south. And they'll try to say, oh, yeah, he was, you know, laissez-faire and he like kept his hands off of the economy. And then when you look into the actual policies, it was the exact opposite. But uh, that was the uh, that was what was sold to the people to, to vote for FDR for four times. You know, it's a. Uh, so I, I see that could be a repeat of that. It, you know, it could close. be. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And it's yeah. Not that anyone actually learns the real lessons from history. Right. Uh, but if you do really study it, if you're one of the one in a hundred thousand people that actually reads history books that deviate somewhat from the mainstream and, and really dig into things and investigate these these issues, then sure you can identify and you can sound the alarm but will anyone listen yeah that's, that's the Probably other part not. yeah <laughs> uh, that's the other part so. and i'll try to put my uh, salesman hat on for that and i was like no you know the reason why you want to listen to this is you know x y and z and it all makes sense you just gotta you gotta see the connections to it and people are like no 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 uh, that's okay i'm gonna stick with my keynesianism and uh and free money and free college for everybody <laughs> right <laughs> it's free stuff which man. is essentially non-disputed at this point, right? I mean, everybody favors free tuition and, and free, you know, as long as you want maternity leave and, and whatever you can come up with. It seems like right. this is almost a, a non-issue. Um, so <laughs> they, they're basically just getting up on stage and trying to outbid each other. It's almost an auction uh, for who can give you the most things to get your vote. And it's like, oh, well, you're the winner. I'll, I'll vote for you. So... <laughs> Just as absurd as that sounds, uh, it, that's how I look at it. Not that I'm spending a lot of my time watching these debates and things. It's There's very few things I would enjoy less. Yeah, the Democrat debates, I basically just abstained from it. I caught a, a few of the clips here and there um, that everyone was talking about, and I said, all right, well, maybe I'll watch this clip. And, um, yeah, so far, unimpressed. It, it all seems like... Uh, you know, an open market bazaar where everyone's saying, no, 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 I've got the best goods. Don't talk to that guy <laughs> over there. You know, it, and, uh, the meme of, uh, Bernie Sanders standing up in Congress with like the, 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 the white background behind him. It just says, whatever you want to that, well, that'll get you to vote for me is free. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I actually have not seen that one, but that's exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah. So just carry your whiteboard around and write whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Fill in the blank. Uh, it's free. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Oh, that sounds great. You know what? That's what I was already planning. Okay. Okay. And then just repeat ad nauseum until mm -hmm. you get every vote you can. So wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is the right time to try to launch, you know, our video game project that we're doing and all that where people, you know, the people that are going to listen are hopefully to the point that they're awake enough or they're at least paying attention and looking around for some alternative viewpoints and things that maybe yeah. we can catch some of that attention. Who knows? Yeah. The, uh, entertainment arts and, and things I think is, uh, just, just a rich, rich environment for planting the little seeds here and there. Uh, and your video game definitely seems like, uh, one of those, uh, why don't you tell folks about that? Oh, sure. So our game is called dummy corporation. It's a mobile game. It's the and best name for a mobile game ever, by the way. 
dummy corporation. <laughs> yeah. So, and we can get more into the name, you know, in a second, but um, the, the basic pitch is it's a business simulator and it's going to initially at first glance look rather similar to some other mobile games out there. Um, you know, basically you run a fast food restaurant and trying to please your customers and it's all very peppy and, and commercial and fun and happy. And, but the side bar to that or the, the hidden element is that you're actually also funneling money underground directly beneath your restaurant there is a secret cia black site and so you're you're also in addition to upgrading your menu and you know offering more delicious foods for the people around town you're also smuggling drugs and assassinating people and maybe assembling drones you know we're we're still piecing out everything we're going to put in so i don't want to give away all the secrets but uh some pretty heinous stuff (laughs) And it just uh, it proceeds along those lines, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, will there be uh, arguments about uh, who's got the better chicken sandwich? <laughs> I maybe maybe. So we haven't we haven't put that in yet, but uh, that's a good that's a good idea. We probably should tease at that. Yeah, and I think any time that you can uh, reference, you know, popular culture as it is, uh, is always pretty good because that way people say, "Oh, yeah, I know what they're talking about." Right. Yeah, that time one of the world's famous uh, chicken joints ran out of chicken sandwiches and then blamed it on the customers. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And some of the footage coming out of some of those Popeyes, like, you, you you want to talk about crazy stuff? It's like it takes me back to the old. Um, lady calling 911 because McDonald's didn't have any McNuggets for, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> good stuff. And I live in Louisiana where that place started. And, um, there, there's one that's uh, kind of close by and they basically had to get like the, uh, car dealership, like paint pen stuff on the windows. The chicken sandwich mm-hmm. will be back. <laughs> it's it like we ran out. I was like, Oh my God. But I, uh, and this- I, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I uh, jokingly uh, put a picture of the McDonald's chicken sandwich and just put the uh, caption on it. You'll be back. You'll always come back. (laughs) What I was going to say is just that, you know, this is really the priorities that people have. Like in real life, 2019 United States, people care more about getting Popeye's chicken sandwiches than anything. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and then so, before that it was the the rick and morty sauce at mcdonald's for the chicken nuggets right yeah so <laughs> all right <laughs> that's uh, what you want to care about man you know that's okay <laughs> yeah and then a decade ago it was the tickle me elmo that uh that the toy stores couldn't keep on the shelves <laughs> true true yep yeah, so I just think every now and then there's just this one thing that it seems everybody's got to get, and they don't ever make enough of it. You know, and it's uh, and it's just kind of when you look back at it, it's like, man, you guys were driving hours at a time to go to a different store where you heard a rumor that they may have had one or two of those things left, and you wanted to stand in line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I, I don't get that kind of madness, but I, I guess it would be an interesting thing for a psychologist to look at. And try to figure out why. <laughs> Maybe they have. I don't know. I haven't read the literature on that. Yeah, I'll have to have to ask some of my psychologist friends, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dummy Corporation, uh, is it is it available now? Can people actually download that and play like a beta version or is it uh, coming soon? No, nah, not yet. Yeah, so right now we're crowdfunding. So we're on Indiegogo 
and you can just search for Dummy Corporation or you can go to dummycorporationgame.com. Uh, lots of ways to get there. I'm all over Facebook and several groups and things posting links as well. But um, So we're, we're raising money until the 16th of October. And the more we can raise now, the more we can kind of accelerate the progress and get it finished and released. But we're aiming for sometime next year. Okay. And um, so it's it's pretty early. I mean, if you are familiar with kind of the programming lingo and all that, it's pre-alpha. You know, we're we're still in. It's beyond concept, but it's it's not a whole lot to see or play just yet. Yeah, I haven't really uh, expended a lot of hours putting code into it. I guess. Um, yeah, not not yet. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting concept, and if um, people can kind of learn uh, a little bit from it at the same time. Uh, it's always going to be good. So um, anytime I see these, um, like I was talking about earlier with the uh, trying to infiltrate through the entertainment, you know, I, you know, I watch movies like uh, the Hunger Games and um, anything where, you know, the underdog comes from behind to win. Uh, it's all mm-hmm. just little bits and pieces here and there. But, uh, you know, you'll try to try to catch people on that because, um, you know, after the Hunger Games movie came out, I saw that Mockingjay symbol on the back of every car in town and uh oddly enough when you kind of ask these people it's like oh you like those books and you like the uh, the movies yeah 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 i was like oh so what do you think of our uh, current you know situation oh well things are just great we're going to elect hillary clinton and i was like oh okay <laughs> you, you didn't get it <laughs> yeah 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 slightly maybe missed the point on that one yeah yeah uh, especially how on the nose that series is <laughs> you know pan am is basically oh, I know. america you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I loved it. I loved the books, and I actually was one that really enjoyed the movies, even with the deviations and all that. I mean, that's just what yeah. you expect with a with a, a film version of a book series. So, you know, it was fine for me. I had a really good time with those movies. Yeah, uh, my wife is uh, she reads all those uh, young adult uh, books because she just that's the her favorite genre. So. Anytime like uh, something gets made uh, from one of those books into like a show or a movie or something, I get to go see it and I don't get the uh, I don't get the taint of uh, having read the books prior. So I I may look (laughs) it up afterwards and say, "Okay, what did they change? Let's see. And then uh, then it's like, oh, all right. That's kind of a weird uh, deviation of why you would do that. But uh, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's it's always good. Uh, Use the entertainment. Just be a little subversive with it you know i mean after all you know liberty is uh, kind of an odd concept to most well and so i guess you could say we're we're i, I hate to even say this because of the connotations and the converse, conversations that have been happening yeah um, around this but it's sort of a dog whistle to uh like libertarians right because the name of our studio is human action studios yep and so you know it's the point of the game is to be fun. And I, I've said this on every show I've gone on and, you know, everywhere that I post about it, right. it's, it is going to be a fun game. The point is not to like convert people to libertarianism, but we happen to be well staffed by libertarians. Um, five out of the six of us would call ourselves that name. And, and the last person is at least, you know, sympathetic. Right. So right. it's not, we're not, um, five Democrats. (laughs) So, um, which it would be uncomfortable because kind of the subject matter we're getting into is, Oh, what's that? It's a mid roll read. 
Hi, folks. Harry Chessman here. Celebrated TV actor since 1962. I'm here to tell you today about my friend's podcast, Car Competent Bird Arcus. Oh, wait. Is that, like, real names? No? Oh. That's right, folks. Car Competent Bird Arcus will bring you a new episode every Wednesday, or as they like to put it, Weird's Day. It's a libertarian podcast that talks about cryptids, or, or, like, Bigfoot and shit? Alright, whatever. Uh, that's right, folks. It's a libertarian podcast that sometimes talks about cryptids. Or is it a cryptid podcast that sometimes talks about libertarian topics? You'll have to find out every Weird's Day at noon. Harry Trussman, out. You know, it's it's a fresh wound for a lot of people um, with the Mueller report and, and all of these things that have kind of come up. Uh, we're not exactly cheering for the intelligence community. Uh, it's it's kind of highlighting the crazy stuff that goes on. And a lot right. of it is based in fact. So, you know, as far as you want to take that, you know, that's your prerogative, but it's there. And it's kind of if you're willing to absorb and ingest, then then it's uh it's pretty well uh on the nose i guess to use a term you used earlier yeah uh so i kind of liken it to maybe like a, a stan lee cameo type thing but with uh, libertarian stuff you know yeah yeah, yeah. kind of the the last act will be a lot more kind of relevatory um but we wanted it to be just fun and kind of like oh this looks like another just mobile game that i can play and we want it to be everything that you would want out of any mobile game you would install right. uh, without the obscene amounts of ads and without the ridiculously high price purchases in the app and all that. Oh yeah. Um, Microtransaction. Kind of I love that term. <laughs> <laughs> Micro, except they're like bigger than, you know, sometimes more purchases. than a dollar, you, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> or sometimes more than a hundred dollars in some of these games. So yeah, I saw um, one the other day. It so, was you know, like, you know, a chest of gold for fifty nine ninety nine. I'm like, What? Right. You can buy a whole like major production game, you know, that's like hundreds of hours worth of stuff to do for yeah. sometimes less than that. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. You just kind of look at it. It boggles like, the mind. It's like, who is spending money on this? And then obviously they do. Otherwise I wouldn't offer it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, then it's just like, oh man, how are you people feeding yeah, yourselves every month? You know? <laughs> And these games, like sometimes they release with okay prices and then they kind of get higher over time and yeah. get into the outlandish territory. I mean, there's all kinds of symptoms we could point to, but it just seems like there's got to be a way to offer a fun game that is rewarding, that has some kind of point to it, right. in a, you know, a narrative, and then also not charge an astounding amount of money, um, <laughs> you know, just to play it. So... Um, freemium, you know, all those kind of terms. I just really don't like them. And I'd yeah. like to try to challenge the thinking surrounding that stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of escape that three by five card of uh, allowable video yeah. game opinion. You know you know what I mean? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, uh, and I hope it, uh, you know, it, some of those mobile games, they end up turning into chores more than anything. It's like, here, go collect right. these things and collect these things. And maybe you can power up your, your beast or whatever. 
And it's like most of the time I just spend myself, you know, just tapping on the screen. And I'm like, what am, what am I doing? If I was looking at myself, <laughs> you're just tapping on a screen for 20 minutes at a time. What are you doing? <laughs> right, right. So you want it to be something that's like rewarding when you do play, but something that you don't have to spend enormous amounts of time doing. And obviously that's a fine line and hard to strike that balance because right. otherwise everyone would be great at it and all the games would be perfect. But, um, you know, it's a challenge, challenge I think we're willing to accept. And and uh, who knows? You know, maybe it's going to be the best example of striking that balance. But even if we get close, I think that'll be a success. Yeah. And even if it's, um, you know, kind of close, you know, you can always make Dummy Corporation 2 after that one becomes a huge success <laughs> and everyone has it downloaded on their uh, on their mobile phones. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, I think the goal is to start with this game kind of see where we can get with it and then maybe transition into a, a totally different style of game um there's a, a great game that is available on several platforms now it's called dead cells and it's it's a roguelike if you're familiar with the term you know you you play until you die and then you kind of start back at the beginning oh. um and but there's progression like you'll maybe unlock the ability to find certain additional weapons and stuff like that. But um, so it's, it's kind of challenging, but they, the company that did this, it's called motion twin and they made a couple of mobile games and kind of established themselves and all that. And then went, you know, all in making this kind of larger scale, bigger project. And they've done really, really well for themselves. So the hope is to try to replicate something like that. You know, I don't want us to stay relegated to just mobile games, but, at the same time, I think that's a way to reach a huge number of people. So it's a good way to start. Yeah. And you'll never know if the, um, you know, the, the playstations or the Xboxes out there will see it and want you to, you know, either port that game over to their platform or, you know, make a brand new thing, uh, you know, a, a platform exclusive. I mean, you never know where those things are going to take you. So, I mean, the, you know, the sky's the limit as far as gaming is concerned. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, the biggest hurdle, or maybe the biggest blessing in disguise, is the fact that all of the studios out there, I mean, without exception, are like full-on commies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just, it, it's, you know, maybe there's some people that aren't, but when you look at kind of the things that they post and the things that they produce and kind of the viewpoints that they're espousing in these games... You know, yeah, I get communism is like an okay thing to to believe in these days, right. but um, but yeah, it's it's completely just across the board. Every studio is that way, so we're hoping we can stand uh, a little apart just on that virtue by its, you know, on its own. Yeah, it's a <laughs> and a, a good example of this is uh, I've been playing a, a lot of uh, Fallout 76 lately, and uh, one of the narratives in there it takes place in West Virginia, and uh, which is a you know the majority of the uh, of the commerce there is all done through mining, and so oh, sure yeah so all throughout the game you have like all of these protest signs that say you know jobs not bots and stuff. And it's basically the robots have taken over the mining work because mining is dangerous and you can send a robot down there and do the mining for the humans so that the humans aren't, uh, <laughs> aren't, uh, having to, you know, expose themselves to underground gas and, you know, cave-ins and stuff like this. 
And yeah. so, I mean, you find these protest signs all over the place and I just, I, I kind of laugh and I'm like, all right. So this allegedly takes place, uh, you know, before 2077 when the, when the bombs fell and robotics and nuclear energy is like all the big thing you, yeah, at some point you thought with these people would have, uh, you know, skipped from mining and, you know, gone to like robot repair or, or, <laughs> or something else that would have uh, earned them a paycheck other than, you know, mining for coal or, or something in the, in the ground. But, uh, uh, and you can see like, um, kind of that leftist, uh, twinge to, to some of the narrative that's in that, in that game. And you're just kind of, oh, you, you yeah. just kind of scratch your head and you're like, Oh, come on guys. <laughs> All of this stuff has been thoroughly refuted before. I mean, you don't have to add this to the game. It doesn't really add anything. Is that a central conflict? Like I'm, I'm a big fallout fan, but I haven't played 76. I last one I played was four. Yeah. Uh, it's not really a central thing. It's just, um, there's one area of the map where it's like nothing but like mining equipment and stuff like that. And so that's where uh, you'll okay. find the majority of those little protest signs. Um, so it's just kind of something on the side. It's um, the main goal of the game. And with that, you know, it's been out long enough so I can give out spoilers is you're trying to launch a nuke at a fisher site that holds these um, flying uh, mutated bats called scorch beasts that can control people afflicted by the scorch uh, virus uh, sort of thing. And um, once you set off that nuke on that uh, Fisher site, you can then kill the Scorch Beast Queen and mm. kill all the Scorch in the in that the end game. Um, but there's like a ton of stuff to do, and it's all multiplayer, so you need to have you know teams to to find all the nuclear launch codes in order to launch a nuke at one of those sites. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, all that little protest stuff is kind of like on the side. It's uh, you know, you can pick up a protest sign and use it as a weapon, you know. <laughs> It's not very good, but it's it's just kind of fun. It's a, I've got a nice little collection of them in my uh, in my camp, so I, I take a look at them every now and then just to see if I can find all of them. You know, I'm kind of weird like that, but uh, nice, nice. No, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, but uh, you know, I will give Bethesda credit. You know, when they do world building, I mean, they do kind of flesh out everything, and they kind of thought of everything. It's um, it, yeah, some of the side quests you'll you'll encounter that a lot. Sure, and and even before Bethesda was doing Fallout, you know, I'm, I love one and two, you know, and those games got some serious stuff <laughs> to really think about uh, in them as well. So, and, you know, I, you say 76 has been out for a while. I kind of hesitate to even spoil like the plot of one or the plot of two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but really. <laughs> some of the stuff that, that kind of pans out, you know, in those games, it's just, it's not exactly favorable to the U.S. government, but at the same time, it's like people draw the wrong conclusions from these things, you know, just because they're being critical of the right, you know, entity doesn't mean that they're drawing the right conclusions and prescribing the right solutions to avoid these horrible things. Yeah. So, you know, even though you get your hopes up, it's like, uh, you're still a gummy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a lot of mistaking cronyism for capitalism in the, in the fallout universe. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like all over the place. It's like, okay, Vault Tech was basically, you know, the Raytheon of of the Fallout universe. <laughs> right. There's a lot of uh, cronyism that goes on that gets, you know, swept under the heading capitalism, but it's not really that way, you know. It's a, a lot of times if you're you know, a little bit versed in economics and everything. And you look at these things, you just kind of go, Oh guys, come on, you know, at least do an hour's worth of search on Google to find out right, what these things right. are. Yeah. 
That reminds me. Have you seen the movie Wreck-It Ralph? Uh, I watched the second one because my three-year-old wanted to watch it one day. So I haven't seen the first okay. one yet. But okay, from what so... I understand, they're like trying to close down his old video game and he had to go get into the other video games to stop it. Am I pretty close on that? Yeah, yeah. But see, Ralph is the protagonist and his job and his video game is to break all of the windows and basically do a bunch of property damage nice. uh, to this to this building, right? And so um, the resolution of that film, if you have read any Austrian economics or any of this stuff, it is impossible not to sit there and go, oh my God, this movie is about the broken window fallacy. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally is. And so, and it, it presents it as a good thing. So it's like, at the end of the movie, even though I enjoyed watching it and I had a good time, at the end, I was just, it's like such a sour end because you're like, oh, you're just trying to teach children <laughs> that it's okay to do property damage because it boosts the economy. So. <laughs> uh, somewhere it's Krugman so is, is rubbing himself down with a, with a fur glove. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord. Uh, now I'm going to worth- now I'm gonna have to rage watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's worth it. I mean, I, I'm sorry to spoil the end. Like, I guess that's the whole topic of this conversation, right? Yeah. Is, is plot spoilers, but <laughs> <laughs> that might actually be the uh, the title of the episode. No spoilers. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I could I can hear people right now. It's like, hey, you said no spoilers, and that whole episode was nothing but spoilers. <laughs> um, should we talk about how the Harry Potter movies end? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah, I mean, just hit just... all of them, you know. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> uh or do like my favorite thing is uh give the uh, the false ending to stuff. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. So uh I remember going to see uh the what was it? The um Star Wars with with the uh the the latest of the trilogies, I guess. No, I can't remember the full title. What are we we talking? Episode seven or? Oh, we're talking about like episode eight. Ah, uh, uh, okay, yes, yeah. Sure. So, um, we went to go see that movie. Come out of the movie, and people are like waiting in line to come into the next showing, and then you know just start saying like the uh, the false stuff that happens in the movie. I was like, yeah, it's like man, I, I couldn't believe they brought back uh you know the Obi Wan's Force Ghost again, and then you just walk away, <laughs> watch people's face, and like hey. <laughs> Of course, then when oh, they go man, to watch the movie, great. it's like that—that that wasn't in there at all. That guy, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I—I I don't really troll like that in in real life, but <laughs> I guess I'm missing out. <laughs> yeah, as, as, you know, it's light trolling. It's light trolling. You're not really uh, going too hard in the paint like Michael Malice does, but you know, just a little bit here and there goes a long way. Well, he's sort of—he's like the god tier troll. I mean, I don't know anyone else on earth that can match him uh ethan supley did you ever listen to that episode with him no oh right at the very end because michael malice has this little uh, gimmick where he go where he asks what is the favorite part of this interview and ethan supley just sat there and said my welcome <laughs> and like on the video you can definitely see michael malice is getting pissed and he's asking for them to cut the recording <laughs> <laughs> he got trolled oh man that's great yeah so it was one of those favorite things i was like oh it just happened <laughs> he got a taste of his own medicine and you don't like it <laughs> yeah, but even still i think he's like got a batting average that's just astronomical you know he's he's something else man oh yeah definitely not batting a thousand but definitely a point nine you know 
and I don't even like baseball that much. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't really know how to play. So, uh, bad example. Yeah. I'm one of those types that, uh, you know, I'll have a lot of fun, you know, swinging the bat at the ball, but I can't watch it on TV to me. It's just like way too boring. Yeah, man. I just, I don't know. Like, so I was, um, I didn't really learn how to play football when I was in high school. Um, but I did know what a touchdown was so I could, you know, kick off the fight song. Like I was in the band and all that. So that's as much as I needed to know. So that's all I knew. People are all talking about what's happening in the game. And like, yeah, (laughs) that's great. (laughs) No idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I played a little bit in high school and basically everything on up to the pros, it's all the same uh, playbook except with little additions here and there. Um, Okay. So I'm one of those types that I can see how a defense is going to line up and I kind of sort of know what's going to about to happen next. So for me, it's just kind of seeing what the offense is going to do on the, on the defense, uh, you know, how the defense is lining up um, and then seeing those adjustments done in real time. So I'm never fun to watch a football game with, cause I'll just say, okay, he's going to pass it to the right. And, you know, they're going to do a blitz, uh, you know, a single man blitz to that side. And they'll, they'll catch that. Uh, they'll catch that receiver before he even catches the ball. And then, you know, boom, it happens. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so it's- see, that's how I am with uh, with StarCraft. Um, I've I've always been in like esports and stuff like that, right? I used to play StarCraft all the time. So yeah, um, same here. Me and my little brother had two computers uh, hooked up by a uh, by a LAN cord in the uh, in the old days. Oh yeah, yeah. And I remember getting you know matches started, and then about five minutes into it, nuclear launch detected. And you're like, what? No way! <laughs> Be yelling at each other from across the house. It was awesome. Yeah, we would all you know get together and watch the world finals you know or before there were world finals just the the bigger matches and the team liquid guys doing their stuff so just a lot of hours that i'll never get back but <laughs> it was good times good times yeah there's a lot of strategy in that game and um trying to get yourself set up for that you know ultimate nuclear launch that you want uh <laughs> uh i would always you know play as the zerg and i would try to just rush the rush the bases as quickly as possible try to overrun them but sure. uh, yeah yeah man but uh, yeah, I remember those games back in the day. And you want to talk about something huge in Korea, you know, 24 <laughs> hour television coverage. I know, man. Isn't that cool? I, I need to go visit. <laughs> yeah, but it's like every, everybody there, everybody there is a better player than you. So oh, way better leaps and bounds. You're right. <laughs> talk about people that live and breathe Starcraft one and two. gets pretty crazy. It's like, uh, yeah when quake first came out and you were able to play with people online and then you found out, Oh, you're not as good as your neighborhood kids. Right. <laughs> right. It's, this is really fun. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, go ahead and uh, give us your plugs for everything that you've got going on and uh, whatever you got, I'll link it down below in the show notes. So people don't have to go searching all over the place. They can just click from. Yeah, there. for sure. For sure. So dummycorporationgame.com. That's going to be the easiest way to get to the crowdfunding page. There's a massive red button on that page that'll take you directly to the Indiegogo. And be sure to watch that page too because we're about to do a kind of referral contest. So if you do end up supporting the project, then there's going to be ways to get additional perks after you sign up to support the project by um, referring more people. So that's going to be fun. I'm putting out an announcement about that very, very soon. Everybody but, loves loot boxes. 
Right. <laughs> the end of my uh, pitch video is actually very anti loot box. So oh, okay. uh, be sure to watch that. I'm very, very happy with it. Uh, yeah, no, no loot boxes whatsoever in the game. But um, but yeah, to check out the podcast that we talked about at the beginning of the show, you can go to LukeTatum.com. I did not do the smart thing and like pick cultureofpeace.com or any of that. So Tom Woods already got it. Sorry. Right. So <laughs> LukeTatum.com is where to check that out. And it's uh, it's also a combo blog and podcast. So occasionally I'll post something there, but mostly it's just podcast episodes. Um, and that's a lot of fun as well. So those are my two main things. You can find me on Facebook. I'm on the Twitter, though I don't use it much. And we have a YouTube channel for Human Action Studios that you can also check out if you're interested, where I'm recording videos fairly frequently just about whatever pops into my head related to video games awesome awesome well definitely everybody uh, check those out in the show notes down below uh if you could uh, go ahead and uh, give him a uh, like and subscribe on all that stuff uh also give a rating and review because that's how they get the um, algorithm works uh, so you can get it in front of new eyeballs and everything so but uh luke thank you for being on with me tonight uh it's always a pleasure and have yourself a great evening okay hey thanks eric you too